Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. Hi, I'm Janet Hyde. This is Dude Talks to a Lady, a podcast in which I interview male comics about their jokes about women and gender. I am a nasty feminist, but I'm a comedian first, so I just care about funny jokes. So I'm inviting guys to tell me their jokes about women, gender, sex, dating, periods, pussy, abortions, rape, you know, all the classics. Uh, it's not a trap. I just really like talking about this stuff. Uh, if you like this podcast and want to support it and help keep it going, please consider going to patreon.com and becoming a monthly patron. You can get behind the scenes videos for $5 a month. Um, and if you can't spare that, please, you know, go give a five-star rating or a review or something like that. Wouldn't that be so nice? Um, okay. Today I have with me Mark DeMeo. Welcome. Hello. Coming at me via Zoom. Um, so dude, hi, tell Thanks. me, tell Thanks. me a joke. Oh, uh, okay. So, um, we just met, so you probably don't know this about me, but I was, I was married for 26 years. And uh, one of the things I wanted to get out of my system was uh, I was wanted to try the dating site. So I went and uh, I went on Tinder and it was a lot of fun. Um, I met a lot of nice girls. I did pretty good. I was, I was four for six. And one of them, you know, I didn't really want anyway. So I didn't, but if you think about it, that's like a, that's like a 633 batting average, which is, is pretty much, it's pretty much great. Um, and I, I honestly, you get intimidated. So, fellas, if you pay attention to this, um, you can't be – it's intimidating at first because you always think you need a lot of money because every girl writes the same thing. I enjoy fine dining, and I love to travel. I enjoy fine dining, and I love to travel. You know my profile I used to read? I'm looking for a nice girl with food allergies and a fear of flying. <laughs> and girls used to laugh and say, oh, you're so funny. And we used to go out on a date. So yeah, so so the <laughs> divorcee. So when you say four for six, is that meeting people? Is that going on date? Like tracking success with online dating? I feel like there's a lot of different levels. No, no, four for six, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like closing the deal, four for six. Yeah. Okay, well, well all right. What? Well, well, I mean, you. The other one could have had two, but she eluded me. She went away for a weekend with a, with a guy, and I was like, ah, that's it. She's got. Let me try her again. <laughs> So these were of everyone that you matched with, you decided to go on a date or, cause I feel like my problem is you match with like a million people, but you don't, you only talk to like less than half of them. And then you only meet like a quarter of those. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It seemed like which, which whoever I matched with and then we reached out, uh, I'd say most of the time we got together at least once. So you were, you're just the master at this. What'd you say? That's impressive. That's like good. That is good numbers. <laughs> joke is, is solid for that reason as well I'm not, I, don't, I don't play around man <laughs> um I do think it's funny to think about like the stereotype standard profiles that you see over and over and that like people hate I um yeah the like travel stuff is a definite pet peeve because it's like it's not a personality everybody likes to travel I hate the animal like pictures with tigers and things like that that's one that you see a lot uh, it's been such a long time to tell you the truth because I've actually been separated for, it's like five years and we're talking about, it was like in the, you know, very, very beginning. For uh -huh. a brief time, but So you're not uh, messing with that anymore. No, no, no. It's an old joke. 
<laughs> that's I mean that's okay. I'm just now I'm just trying to have a conversation. They still do it. They still do it. It still works. And you know, oh, so you still are on Tinder. Just your track record. Well, the joke I still use, but I, oh. I haven't been on that in such a long time. I couldn't even tell you what people are doing on that right now. But for the time that I, I tried it, that you know, that week it was pretty good. Do you? <laughs> you didn't get that joke though. <laughs> no, I. I know, the time I, I, that I was on it for that week, it was pretty good. One week. I'm just kidding. You see. Listen, I'm very literal. It was like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you do you date a lot, or are you just not? No, no, I have a. I'm engaged. Again. Oh, now you're engaged. You're engaged again. Congratulations. See, I'm amazed. There are just people that are able to do that. I've been out here trying to meet people, and uh, I don't know. I have don't get along like with everybody. Then. What? I said I get along with everybody. Oh, that's nice. You know, um, I guess, and I'm not a big uh, fighter, like confrontation. I'm moody, but. Uh, <laughs> Can you tell me more what you mean about that? Well, yeah, you know, it, it, obviously you're a comic, so things probably annoy you too, you know? Mm-hmm, that's and true. That, it's that thing where you see something, it actually affects you more than the average person. It affects you so much you got to jot it down and, and talk to somebody about it. That's going to be the audience. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. we get affected by our environment constantly. So I, I'm moody, but I go in and out of moods real quick. Um, probably maybe because I'm a Gemini. But, I, you know, I, I, like, uh, I enjoy people. I, I enjoy company. And, um, you know, I guess, you know, especially women, you know, if, you, if I find you attractive, you're going to have my attention. And, uh, and I'm into you. So, you know, like, <laughs> uh, it's like, uh, so I don't know, I don't know how else to explain it. Well, I like, I'm interested in what you said about, uh, comedians being affected, like more easily annoyed or more affected by things. Cause that as a dynamic is certainly not something I'm thinking about in that way. Um, do you, so how you've been doing comedy for a long time. Do you think that that's affected how you approach relationships? Comedy destroys relationships. It's the worst thing for a relationship. What about it? Because you have to be out every night and you have to be out. You have to be out every night. Yeah. There's only certain amount of times that your significant other is going to want to be, uh, you know, lugging a room. At some point, you know, the novelty wears off. You just, right. you know, just, I don't want to go out tonight, you know, and neither do I, but it's, it's, it's become a job. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a, a big part of my money. So you got to go out and do it. And um, when you're out all the time, you're going to miss stuff. And then there's stuff that you can't do. Um, it really, it's, it's very, very tough to have a relationship and be a comedian. Plus the travel, it's, it's very, very tough. I don't know how people do it, really. Yeah, well, I mean, there's certainly plenty of, there seem to be anyway, a fair amount of successful comedy couples where both people are comedians. Yeah, that's that, too. That. And also, too, what I'm talking about is really more in the beginning of your comedy career. Once right. you've been doing comedy for a long time, you kind of sort of, you're not running around doing a million spots anymore. Like, right. if I go out and do one spot and then I'm coming home, I don't want to be out. I'm not, if, I don't want to do two, three, no more. No, I want to go home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to hanging out too. So it would be a different if I like the relationship I'm in now, right now, it's different. To come. If I do one spot, I come home. Yeah, but back then it used to be you know, you, after you were done with that spot, try to go find another one, get up again and get up again. And you know, it's um, you know, you're trying to succeed in this business, but you don't realize how much damage you're doing to your relationship. 
Yeah, I've never had that much hustle. But then again, I haven't had a relationship to damage either. So really just losing on both ends, I guess. Both at the same time. Probably. That's what um, <laughs> um, I, so you don't maybe necessarily, it's like I could talk about Tinder or online dating apps for quite a long time because I have a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of experience. But your your time on it was actually pretty short. Yeah, it was minimal. Um, it, you well, know, it worked both ways. I once I saw what it was and I figured it out. I was I was good. You know, I was, yeah. I was done. I didn't I didn't have to do it anymore. Yeah, I will also say- do. It's expensive because you know I don't know how other people do it, but if you're for like a you know, from the old school, if I'm if I'm going, if I'm asking somebody to come out and meet me for a drink, well, you know, I'm going to pay for it. And uh, also, if we're drinking, why not get an appetizer? Right. Or two, you know what I'm saying? So you're dropping a hundred bucks in each one of these things. You know what I'm saying? Do you, did women that you've been out with share that same assumption that you're paying no matter what? Or was that a discussion point? It's never a discussion. If you're a man, <laughs> just do it. Um, cause that, cause I mean, asking a girl, Hey, you got five bucks or something like that. Cause I will, I mean, this is a, you know, not a settled issue for everyone necessarily. I feel like that was always a very, uh, complicated issue for me on dates. Whereas I'm, uh, you're, you're, you're a lot younger than me. Yeah. You're, so it's not something totally different, um, totally different people now. That wasn't the <laughs> thing back then. Yeah. You know? Now, mind you, if I'm in a relationship with you and uh, you want to go out to dinner and I'm like, well, not tonight. I, I don't get paid till Thursday, whatever, for I had to pay a bill, whatever. And you mm-hmm. say, uh, no, no, I got it. Then fine. I'll have dinner. That wouldn't, that it's wouldn't. Already, it, you know, we're already in a relationship. But until you're in a committed relationship with somebody, that would not be something that you'd be comfortable with. I always, I, I would always try to pay. I mean, for crying out loud, you, you probably, you know, you're going to give me sex, so I'm going to pay one way or the other, so I'd rather pay up front. Is that, I mean, that is a thing of, obviously, like, the expectation of what, you know, who does what and why is, like, I would never expect someone to pay for me. I would be happy about it. Someone wants to pay for me. I'm never going to, like, fight too hard against it. I fight uh-huh. a little bit just so I don't seem rude. Um, but... I also, you know, like you joke, but like the idea that like I would owe anybody anything is not something I'm interested in. So, um, well, I'm goofing anyway. No, but... I, I, well, I would hope, but I mean, obviously there are people that do think that whether they think it in their, like literally, like this is a direct exchange or if it's uh-huh. just sort of something like it's an expectation, like, well, I went out of my way for you. Now you should like, you know, try to make me happy. I made you happy with drinks. You should make me happy. Um, I think it's an age thing too. I, I think when I was probably really young, maybe my twenties, it might've been something that, um, you know, I, I was, I, I expected. Yeah. But as I got older, I realized, you know, I don't want to not, not, I don't even know this person yet. You know what I'm saying? For all I know, she's crazy. Or I want to see what type of crazy you are first. <laughs> are there certain, well, there's different type of crazies, you For know, I, sure. I want to find out. And sometimes it takes a couple of dates to find out, okay, this is what I'm dealing with right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it To me, the expense is such a strange thing. I'm like, there's been a couple of times when I've gone out on like a first date with somebody I didn't really know that they dropped a lot of money in a way that I was like, 
that's just crazy to me. And like, it it never went anywhere. We just didn't get along that well. Like it wasn't a bad time, but it wasn't a good enough time to go out again. Yeah, to take somebody out on a really expensive date the first time you're meeting them, that's also, that's that's an odd move. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's an odd move. That means I would I would smell a rat. I would smell a rat. I don't I don't you know trust this person. Like you don't even know me. What are you taking me to the best restaurant in freaking right. New York City for? I don't care how hot you are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, it's an interesting. I always I've talked about this on this podcast before. My high school boyfriend. What shaped some of my feelings about this? Because like again, I, like as a feminist, I don't expect anybody to pay for me for anything. But like I don't have a, an issue with that being sort of an expectation that a guy might have. If he wants to buy me dinner, absolutely. I'm letting somebody buy me dinner. Um, but my high school boyfriend was, you know, he didn't have any money. He worked, he contributed to his family's um, income. And so he, he took me out on our first date. Like we went and got like fast, we went to a movie and got fast food. And then after that, he was like, I can't afford to do anything. And so if we went out, I paid for everything. Cause otherwise we didn't go out. So like what you said before, like yeah, yeah. he couldn't do it. I, I understood that. I still wanted to go do things. But so then after that, I was just like, all right, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of whatever is offered to me and not feel uh, bad about it. If the two people like each other and they care for each other and they, they're being genuine and one person's in the situation, uh, you know, then why not? Of right. course. You know what I'm saying? If right. you're honest and care for each other like that, why not? Right. One, you know, you're going to take care. The, the roles are going to reverse at some point. It may, for hopefully. Sure. But, and- uh, a, f- a factor that's that to take advantage of you. That's a different story. Sure. Dying, you know, he's telling you, come on, let's go out to dinner. And then he ain't got no money. So right. you, you got to run, yeah. run for fast. Yeah. That's uh, a very different situation. I mean, another factor is historic. And I think why this has started to change as dynamics, like historically women didn't make any money or made much less money. So it's like, yeah, of course the guy's going to pay. Cause like she doesn't have money to pay. Yeah. Um, and so that's obviously less of a factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it I is. mean, too, if you meet somebody um, and they have a lot more money than you and they want to, you know, okay, so you go on the first date and it's like my choice, let's say. Not that right. this has happened to me. I'm just, <laughs> and, it, you know, this girl has way more money than me. So we go on my cute little date at this bar, this local bar. We have our drinks. We figure out we like each other. And now all of a sudden she's got a lot of money and she's like, hey, listen, why don't we go away for the weekend? You know, right. even though that's a little weird, man, too. Uh, but at that point right now, if you got more money, go ahead, pay for everything. I don't care. That's great. So, so for you, why hold us back? <laughs> I mean, for we sure. Amazing things. Um, so for you, it's less about, I mean, the idea that like the man has to pay. There's, a, I think, a lot of reasons why different people have that expectation. So like you were raised with that or whatever, but we grew no. up when I was growing up, it was still like that. You know, if you ask the girl on a date, you're going to pay. It wasn't even, it wasn't even a thought that was imaginable that right. a girl pay, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or that you would split or even that you would split it. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it's just not something that, you know, people, you know, that was even fathomable, mm-hmm. you know, it was, um, I don't recall anybody ever, ever saying that. We, we split it. <laughs> but there are people, I think, that take that other than it's just the norm. And well, then there are other people that are like, it would make me less of a man if a woman pays for me. 
like yeah, that's not it, like is that something that you have felt that way or it's just like this that's is what a man, that that's what a man was supposed to do that's the way i grew up right you ask a lady out you pay for her you don't ask a girl out and then and ask her to pay for you or, or ask her for money i'm taking you out on a on a date i'm, I'm going to show you a night out on the town sweetheart that's what <laughs> that she's my dame <laughs> I really want words like dame to come back into, like, chick. I don't like girl and I don't like chick, but I don't mind broad at all. If somebody wants to call me a broad, I'm very okay I with that. not used to calling broads. Dame, dame would work for me too, for sure. Um, okay, I've got some thunder round questions for you. Are you ready? Okay. Have you ever been called sexist? No. Or can you, can you tell me about a time when you know you were being sexist? No. No? Dude, what does sexist mean to you? Maybe I should back up. I had a one-man show. Well, I had a show at Caroline's that I created. It was called Mark the Mayo's One-Man Show. And it was me. Very creative title. I was the host. And what I used to do is I used to feature all female comics. Okay. Because I figured I had enough to, uh, testosterone to carry the show for the guys. <laughs> and I wanted to showcase female talent. Uh-huh. So Caroline's used to give me three pros. And we're talking about everybody who's a big star right now. Uh, Sarah Silverman was on my show. Amy Schumer was on my show. Amy Schumer well, might have even been one of the girls who uh, were supposed to be bringers. I forget. That's how young she was. Oh, wow. But, yeah, so we used to put, like, three or four bringers on, uh, girls, and then I used to host the thing. Uh-huh. So I never thought – I don't think, like um, – you know, that's not my real way of thinking of, like, uh, you know, why did she get that or holding a I, – I don't know. Like, what would you what would you consider sexist? Oh, I mean, like, in general, not necessarily just directed like, well, to comedy. One, but... one, one thing that you think I would be guilty of? Oh, God, I don't I mean, I don't just have a... At, just by oh. looking at <laughs> I'm not going to fall into a trap of assuming anything about somebody from... Uh, but everybody quick interaction. Look, all right, right, so... I think that there's ways, I think, in the way that, like, everybody does things that are racist sometimes. Everybody does things that are sexist sometimes. To me, what sexism is, is, like, we live in a society that makes things harder for women in lots of different right, ways. So I'll give you one. This, I guess, yeah, this is definitely sexist. Um, I get annoyed when I hear uh, a female on the football sideline. Or at okay. least it used to annoy me in the beginning. I'm like, really? And, of course, she's going to be hot. Like, how much does she really know about football? What okay, you- so you mean like a like a – like interviewing the players and stuff, like a yeah, yeah, like on like ESPN or whatever. Fucking football, yeah. Okay, so I there's. Guess I got over it. You I mean, got over it. You don't, that doesn't bother you anymore. Nah. Why did that bother you before? Uh, I just, I just didn't, I, I didn't trust that they knew about football. Okay. But it was just a, a thing. And yeah, so I would agree that that is sexist, assuming that they don't know about football. If they don't know about football and they're a shitty reporter, then that's fine. But well, you could see also too the football players; they're never, uh, they're never used to having that either. Like, you probably don't recall, if you're, especially if you're not a sports fan. But Joe Namath, he was a famous quarterback for the Jets. Uh-huh. And, you know, when he was young, he was beautiful, man. I mean, that freaking guy <laughs> was a movie star. He literally was. He left football because right. he had bad knees. Um, and then he went on to Hollywood, and then he made movies. <laughs> you know, not that many of them, and they weren't that great, but right. beautiful guy. Beautiful uh-huh. guy. you you got to look him up. And now he's an older guy. He's, you know, he's like 65, 70 years old at this point, and he's on the sideline. He's had a couple in him, you know, and it's a cold night. 
And then uh, he's looking at the report. He goes, you know, I just really want to kiss you. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah, then he kind of sort of like kept reaching in for a kiss, and she was laughing, and she was backing away. This is when but, he's an old man, or this is back in the well, day? Well, when he was an old man. If it was a young guy, she would have dove right in. Every girl <laughs> four wanted him. So, and I guess in some way, you know, it, it kind of sort of is the same way. But guys got to age way, way more than women do before that happens. Before, before what happens? What do you mean there? You know, like, uh, like the shelf life of how, what you can get away with. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And a girl can get away with a certain amount of things up until a certain age. And so can a guy. But a guy's is a little bit longer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say it's a lot longer. I think yeah, but that at this point in Joe Namath's career, he was way past this, that. He was no oh, longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's been a lot of guys, uh, even, even up to last year, having to apologize for either flirting or, uh, you know, saying uh, something that could be, you know, considered. Like, and sometimes it's just like a, like a joke that was just there. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it was considered a sexist joke, and the girl's trying to do her job. So, you know, just talk about sports. You know what I'm saying? Which takes away any interesting element of it. You know, if you got to just stick by the freaking, there's never going to be any. This, you mean taking away the flirtatiousness makes it not interesting? Uh, especially if it's not, you know, it's just so people just being so careful all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear that. Like, I think when people say, like, comedy's ruined because of PC culture, like, I roll my eyes at that. I understand what people are saying about, like, trying to be super careful with your words makes people talk in ways that are very boring <laughs> and that are, like, not interesting. I think that there the difference... There's a difference between doing comedy for a mixed crowd and then, like, for example, doing comedy for... Uh, you know, just 25-year-olds. Sure. You know what I'm saying? It's just, uh, especially depending on what neighborhood you're in. Yeah. Do you do you feel like you run into issues with that or you feel like you well, don't I, want to perform a certain... I, I feel like, you know, uh, my cop material probably works with all audiences. It's interesting. But if mm -hmm. I do anything like, you know, there's no... And there is a line between where you get to a certain age as a man in comedy where you don't talk about sex anymore. It's just creepy. And I'm pretty much, uh, I'm pretty much there, I would imagine. What? Just not like, I might not physically look it, you know what I'm saying? Because I still, I don't have that many uh, gray hairs, but I'm 52 uh -huh. years old, so I feel it. Right. You know what Just because you feel like, what about it makes it creepy to you? Because to me, it's always, oh Gust no. What it's disgusting? Just yeah, in general. Did you ever see two old people my age making out? Even I'm like, ill. Stop. Get the fuck out of here. I don't want to see that shit. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, um. Yeah. I mean, it's gross. I I wouldn't say it's gross. It's but gross. Are you kidding me? Um, I'll if I'm watching porn, I'll watch an old dude with a young girl, or I'll watch an old lady with a young guy, but I'm not watching two old people fuck. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but you, okay, as, as long as you, you saved yourself by saying you'd watch an older woman with a younger guy, then that, as look long as look at that. discrimination on one side. Well, what's it called? Well, yeah, you could, but you could it up. You gotta have it intergenerational. Or I any see. porn. Um, yeah, like MILF porn, DILF porn. Um, one, one thing I got to call you out on, because it's one of my, one of my things I always say, 
you you've called you used girl a lot to describe women which is one of my things is that something that you would ever think about using that word as opposed to saying woman or lady or whatever as like guy and girl being the equivalent i have a bit about guy and girl not being i'm doing deliberately if if i feel like saying woman Uh woman if uh i guess it has to do with a certain age too so what would be your definition of when you would call someone a girl and when you would stop calling somebody a girl uh i i don't know i never gave me what would you call me a girl what would you so yeah i mean obviously i don't think anybody has like a year cut off in their mind um because my i did a a, my podcast that had a phenomenal uh retired cop Uh, she was a she was a captain that retired and she's maybe she's my age or a little older than me but if I ever talked to, if I, I, if I ever had to say uh, that woman, I don't even know. Like, I, I can't, people pay a lot of attention to stuff like that. And I understand if somebody's being deliberately uh, saying something to, you know, uh, bam, or right. you know, something like that. But, right. you know, if you're, ta- if you're having a conversation with somebody and um, if they want to correct me on, on the current usage of something like that, I... I'm going to tell them to get the fuck out of here. I don't want to talk. Get the fuck out of here. Get away from me before I fucking smack the shit out of you. <laughs> really, get away from me. I don't want to talk to you. We're yeah. done. For me, I I mean, like, I call it out in this context because it's kind of what the conversation is. If somebody, like, I would never in normal conversation generally, unless it was somebody that I was, like, really close with and I was trying to open up a discussion around it. But to me, that's those are the little things of, like, when sexism is harder to talk about these days, I think, because guys are like, what, I'm not calling her a bitch, I'm not, like, doing this or that, like, it's, like, that kind of stuff that's harder to point out, because in the instant, in any individual instance of it, like, of course, you're not trying to be rude or mean anything by it, or it's not even a thing that you, like, think about or hear in any way. And also, there are women who, like, call themselves girls and their friends girls and like that's what they would prefer because they want to be young um but that well i'll put it to you this way i worked as a cop and uh you know for 20 years and for 13 of them i was a detective and a lot of time is spent you know you're in an office it's just and a lot of times you work with uh a female Mm -hmm. and they go over the top matching the boys with um you know just stuff like that i always i could always every time what do you mean like over the top like trying to like talk with the boys like with gross stuff stuff, sexual Mm -hmm. stuff especially cops i mean right cops are seeing the worst of the you know constantly so as a defense mechanism and most people wouldn't understand there's probably a a, a lot of uh, jokes that would be considered tasteless to most people but right the, the worse, the better. It's almost like they're comics in a way. Right. There's certain things you could say around comics that you wouldn't tell a joke to a, a civilian. Right. So in that light... Wait, so- I, okay, hold on, wait. I want to know, how do you... Would you refer to non-comics as civilians as someone who was once not a civilian? Like, to me, I think that that's just such a funny usage. Well, no, I mean, if, you, if, you're, if you're a comic, you're in... Like, for example, when you're at a show, who are you going to stand next to and talk? If, if right. you... You're going to talk to, uh, I'm going to gravitate towards the comics. I'm not going to try to make a friend with one of the civilians. 
Right. I just think it's funny to call them civilians as opposed to like audience members. Or a lot of us, a lot, maybe it's a... Because I would always assume that like people who like are in the military or a police force or whatever, that they would be annoyed that comics say that because it's like, come on. So, but like, you're all civilians. Uh -huh. But so that's just funny that you use yeah, that. But it's also too, this is our little group, you know, sure. insiders. So where were we? Um, what were you saying? I was, I was uh, getting on my my platform about why I don't like it when people call me or I don't what people calling women my age girl could be but I'm not I'm not see you're gonna have to give me a context in a, in a time where uh, so just using it's like casual your name and you know somebody goes to me who's that and I'm, I would say that's Janet right but if you were like if you were just like oh like that that girl in the in the black shirt dropped her pen i should pick it up like i know that you using that well, term what is, would you use there i would say woman, woman. Okay. i would say woman and i had to but i trained listen, myself I for that woman too it's not like right. I, i've said it like you know i'm just thinking of um you know police reports you know what i'm saying right. like what would i use that's Literally. the more formal word. I think that yeah, which is like probably, to say woman because you know, it you, sounds you, you formal. You always talk like that anyway. If you're a cop, you're always going to use, you know, yeah. the more formal. That language. It never yeah. kind of escapes you. Right. To me, the point of, of why I make a thing about girl versus woman is because I think it's a useful example of like the little shit that in the individual instance doesn't matter that adds up to like making women not on a level playing field because guy the term that people use in the same way there isn't really an equivalent for guy in to talk about women or girls it's like you're a girl or you're a woman and people don't like to say woman because that feels formal and whatever whereas guys you know oh that guy he's a cool guy there's no equivalent for saying cool girl to me that's like infantilizing in a way that it's like she's young she's not an adult she's not as serious of a person so yeah. that's the like back end. So like again, if you call if somebody calls me a girl in everyday life, I'm not offended and I wouldn't like bring it up. But in the context of talking these conversations, I think that's an interesting point. So if somebody keeps calling you girl and they know your name is Janet, you probably shouldn't hang out with them anymore because Right. I mean if somebody's doing it intentionally to be a dick, then yeah, that's that's uh, different. But I had well, a friend probably, once, probably do it to you just above Right. You. Well, <laughs> I, I stopped hanging out with people that I'm very, my buttons are very easy to push, or at least they used to be very easy to push. Uh, then I started doing comedy and it's a, a sort of different uh, thing. Do you, do you think that um, women have it easier in certain contexts? Oh yeah. Which ones? Uh, life. How so? <laughs> well, there is that window of opportunity that if you, um, you know, if you look, if you look good, you're going to get, um, you're going to have a different life. Sure. But don't you think that also holds women back way. in certain ways? What? People, don't you think that that also holds women back? Like hot women, people don't take them seriously in a certain way? I don't know about that. I'm just saying every, every situation's different. But, you know, I think a girl, uh, a girl, there I go. Again. <laughs> no, you keep saying it. Just, now I've made you think about it. A woman <laughs> uh, dictates how people treat her most a lot of the time you know what i'm saying what you can get away with you'll know if you cross the line i've seen plenty of women who are in the position of power and you know handle it really well they can walk work a room and they can 
I wouldn't call it flirting, but say something nice and right. you look great and this and be on a personal level and move mm-hmm. on and work a room like that. I've seen a lot of women do it. Um, well, what, what, how did we get on this? One? I started by asking, do you think women have it easier than men in certain situations? And so I think that well, they, they have it easier in those type of, in, in, um, just, you know, just in life in general, there's always the, the cliche that, you know, you can go, you can go out drinking with no money in your pocket. And that's a fact. But is that actually life? But like, you're also less likely to get a promotion. I, listen, you're asking me one thing and then you're adding another. <laughs> no, you're I don't know. I'm just... It easier. I'm like, you can go out drinking sure. and not bring a dime and come home with money. That is not something, that funny. is not, that's not but within my I don't know the repercussions of it. I'm just saying women have it easier. And not only that, good-looking women have it much easier. I, there was a 60-minute study, and uh, I remember it. It, it was uh, – they had a good-looking girl teaching kids, and they had a not-so-attractive uh, not woman teaching kids. And the uh-huh. kids learned more yeah. from the good-looking person. It's just a, a thing. We were attracted to a certain face, mold, whatever, sure. and the kids went – and watch this one the whole time. And then oh, when yeah. they separated them, and they t- each took a class with these teacher, and they took a test. The kids with the good-looking teacher always scored higher. And it's just a, And then they had the other lesson where they went to go buy a car, and uh, the girl, the good-looking girl, was always getting the better deal. Yeah. Oh well, I a hundred percent agree that attractive people get advantages. My response to that would be i think that that good-looking guys get just as much of a boost from that if well, not more not, trust me take it from a really good-looking guy <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not uh i think the good-looking guy is going to get a better deal on the car than a good-looking girl that's by herself you know how, if you, especially if you know how to work it people like good-looking people but right, but knowing how to work it the rules apply differently to different people i think oh no you froze again god damn it are you still there? This is the worst. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry, this is like the most painful internet. Um, okay, just before the internet totally shits the bed, um, I want to get a couple last questions in. Um, what's the worst thing about being a man? Or nothing. You can say it's perfect. The worst thing about being a man, I would imagine, is that you can't experience childbirth. Wow. That I, you know, I, I have not gotten that response to that. Because, you know, that's an amazing... Uh, what's the difference between men? Like, I'm, you know, I'm a dad. I have two kids, and mm-hmm. I love them to death. It's my whole life. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they, they're going to always have a special... No matter how much my love is for them, they're going to always have a stronger bond with the mom because they came out of the mom. And that's got to be a whole to, to develop life in you and to have it. That's got, that's got to be the most amazing thing. Ever. Yeah, I mean, it seems pretty rad. So that uh-huh. I, I like that answer. That um, being able to enjoy anal. I, I would hate it, but a girl, some girls seem to love it. Listen, I will just counterpoint. I think that on the whole... Uh, men enjoy it more. I think that there are a lot more men receiving anal sex than liking it than there are women. Um, just, you know. That's it. That's all you get up there. 
at the at the full like, spectrum of sexuality. I just say like the prostate's like a whole thing. I think men Maybe, enjoy no, anal sex this far, and, though, and this another level. Digits, that's it. We're never gonna get here. Don't ever do that to me. I mean, listen, it's not for everybody, but um, from what I hear, dudes like it. Um, okay, final question: Why are men so awful? Oh wow! <laughs> I think there's a period in the time of a man. Uh, biologically that he he has this need to spread his seed uh-huh. and it's uh oh no you froze again a man has a biological need to spread his seed it is it's in us so when it, we're in but that why age- does that make but why what's the, what makes somebody so awful you could be a peaceful gardener spreading your seed yeah but i think uh also too is um a, wo- a woman is, uh, by nature, she wants to bear fruit. So she wants to hold on to this guy. Mm-hmm. There's a certain age there where the guy's not sure if he wants this one to be the bearer of his of his seed. So he's always kind of searching around. And women always think it's because, um, you know, because we're, we just want to have sex with everybody. We just want to have a bear, uh, our, have our, you know, give our seed to the one that we, we want to have our baby. Uh-huh. But we want to go through them as quick as possible because we want to find that one. Uh huh. So we have sex with you once. Now she's not it. And then sometimes, and I have a whole other theory about that. It's the pheromones. That's what would attract each other to each other. Yeah, I mean that's like right. a, a well established. Smelling each other's asses. That's a well established theory. That's yeah. not like a conspiracy theory. I think that that yeah. stuff is uh, yeah. is I'm, real. I'm, you know how people think out of the box. I'm in. I'm an in-the-box thinker. I think right here. I never go out of the box. I'm <laughs> the last guy in here. I'm the guy uh, with good ideas. <laughs> well, Mark, thank you so much for joining me today and bearing with me through some internet challenges. Where should people find you on the internet? Well, I'm on. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Mark DeMayo, D-E-M-A-Y-O, M-A-R-K, and I have a podcast that I do with my buddy Bill Cannon. It's called Police Off the Cuff. And you can hear it uh, anywhere a podcast can be found. It's on YouTube. And what we do there is uh, we look to memorialize great first responders' heroic deeds. We keep it lighthearted. We keep it funny. We've had um, plenty of celebrity guests on right now. And uh, we're, uh, I don't know, 60, 70 episodes in. We just got with uh, a brand new platform. And so uh, please check out Police Off the Cuff. I guarantee you, you'll love it. It's very interesting. It's very funny. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I hope I wasn't that bad of a, a sexist. <laughs> no, it's, it, you, you know, I didn't count up how many times you said girl, but it's probably not the most, I feel like. Um, I always say, I always say um, you know, if, if um, I picked a great time to not be famous, because otherwise, I would have just had to been like, you know what, me too. And you would you would have been canceled. Are you saying no, you would have been canceled? Nobody made any claims against you. Like, uh, no, trust me, they're coming. Me too. Me okay, too. Okay, well, that is one of my questions, actually. Of like, am I going to hear creepy stories about you someday? So you're just coming out ahead of it and saying yes. I, I I'm a firm believer in stay ahead of it, but the truth is, you know, I'm one of these people that, regardless of uh, when we were together in my life. Uh, we could probably bump into each other and uh, have a, have a great conversation. I, I don't have any enemy. I don't think I have any enemies. I, I never did anything anybody wrong. 
Well, that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll, you know, like, we'll check the gossip rags in five, ten years and see if anything has surfaced. Yeah. Well, like I said, if I st- if I stay on this course, I don't have any money, so nobody's coming after me. Sure. I'll be safe. I just got to stay like this. I can't. I can't. Yeah. Be keep it. Just keep your head down. They keep. <laughs> they keep trying to knock down my door. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm good. Just like this. I'm good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. All right. Anytime. I'm looking forward to seeing it. That was Dude Talks to a Lady. I'm Janet Hyde. Catch new episodes every week on BrainMachineNetwork.com, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks to my producer, Leif Enoxen. Follow me on Instagram at Janet underscore Hyde for some killer selfies. And if you're in Brooklyn, check out my monthly stand-up show, Female Comedians with Tits, every first Thursday at Tip Top Bar and Grill. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Brain Machine Network.com.